It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It's Greg Davis here with you on Monday. Welcome into the program, Priority Talk Radio. It's good news, Christian values on Truth 101 WXJC. Nate Williams here with me as well, and uh, I'm going to be, uh, we're going to be here the first hour. I've got to slide out. Nate's going to get you all the way until 7 o'clock tonight. So if you're coming and going uh, all the way until 7 o'clock, we're glad you're with us here on this uh, 9-11 and I just heard uh, Phil talking a lot about that, um, this being the anniversary of, of course, the uh, attacks on America. And, um, you know, I my started my show, this show, uh, the first September 11th I was on the air. It was the 10-year anniversary. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, you did a lot for it at that point. You know, that 10-year anniversary was big. Um, Roy Williams was in studio with us, his brother, was killed at the Pentagon. Uh, he was the only Alabamian killed at the Pentagon. Uh, wow. and Roy was on with us that day. He'd written a book uh, as well and became a, a good friend, Roy. I hadn't talked to him in a while, but for the better part of probably, oh, seven, eight, nine years, uh, we stayed in really close contact all the time. He came to my church and spoke one time. Uh, but, you know, that was uh, one of the local connections we had was, uh, was his brother, uh, who was uh, at the Pentagon that day serving in the Army and uh, lost his life there. So heard Phil talking a little bit about that earlier, and we'll, we, we're fine to talk about that today as well. Uh, a lot of you are texting us uh, about where you were on 9-11, and, Nate, that wouldn't be something you can probably even remember. I See, th- that's the generational. I think I'm not sure if this is the day because I was young, mm-hmm. but I think I was outside doing something because I was little. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering the day correctly, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. And that's the generation difference. Um, you know, it's hard to believe that we're already to that point where we have adults and leadership in our country, you know, and and they don't remember. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they You know, we say lest we forget, but you don't remember to forget hardly. Yes. Uh, so, you know, everybody, if you were of age at that point, you certainly remember where you were. It's one of those dates in history where, uh, you know, you just remember – Oh goodness, uh, yeah, that's how it, that's how it came to me. The, the news uh, for me, I was sitting in a, a conference room at our offices, our ministry offices. We were having a little uh, mini kind of, it wasn't a board meeting, but it was some of our board members were yeah. meeting up. We were planning a uh, like a golf tournament that would would take place in October. Okay. I believe it was either late September, early October, and. We were there kind of going through details of the event, and we had a TV on. It was one of those, you know, big, heavy tube TVs up in the corner, up on a big ledge. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You just would never see that anymore. Uh, It was pretty good for that time. And, you know, it was just on, seems like. Uh, I do remember when I got to the office that morning, Before I remember I was actually listening to Rick and Bubba, 
and I heard them saying something about something that happened at the trade centers and uh, maybe a plane or something. And I, I just remember hearing something about it. So it seems like maybe the TV was already on, but it, no one was in urgency over it. Uh, but we got there, started having our meeting, and, you know, everybody was kind of cutting their eyes up and kept looking, kept looking, kept looking. And then um, when the other plane hit, you'll hear that from a lot of people. When the second plane hit, that's when everybody went, uh-oh. Wow. This is this is coordinated. You know, you knew at that point. That was, one, maybe an accident. Twice was not an accident. Oh, yeah. And I just remember uh, we were there, and when that second one hit, it, it, you know, it, it hits you quick, and, you know, we kind of diverted off of the, the, the meeting. And I remember one of our board members that was there said, said, this is serious. We need to stop and pray. And so we did. And then we sat there and watched for a little while, and then uh, then people started kind of scurrying out and getting to their own places because then the world started going crazy. You know yes. what I mean? Uh, and everybody started, you know, you didn't know what was coming. You know, you didn't know if – were these attacks going to happen everywhere? You know, then mm-hmm. you start hearing about, uh, you know, the, the Pentagon. You start hearing about Shanksville, yeah. you know, that plane going down. You didn't know how many more were going to go down. You know, what else was going to get hit? You just didn't know. And mm-hmm. that was it. Uh, but there were just lots of rumors and, uh, you know, unknowns. So everybody started trying to make sure they took care of their own and took care of their own people, yeah. you know, their family or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a, definitely one of those days. I was, uh, what was I, probably uh, 30, uh, uh, about 30, something like that, 30 years old. So um, I was certainly an adult, you know, and uh, had a son that was uh, just about to turn one. And that gives you a different perspective on things. You oh, know, yeah. His birthday uh, was uh, two days before that, his first birthday. And we were um, having his birthday party that weekend, first birthday party. It was going to be on Saturday, and uh, of course, you know the um, the party took on a little different tone. You know what I mean? It, you know, you still oh, yeah, celebrated. For the, sure. The TV was on. I remember reading the names of victims, and you know, it was a lot of that was going on. It was a very, you know, somber time, and and still for a while, you didn't really know what was going to happen, or whether it was there going to be more attacks, or you know, you know what, what was a uh, what was afoot. You just didn't really know. And so, uh, anyway, uh, that's my memories. And, you know, then you remember people, um, um, you know, really flocking to church. Mm-hmm. That really happened. Uh, churches were full yeah. in the weeks following. Yeah. And I remember a lot of people. I was hopeful, but I'm also a realist as well, I guess. You know, I don't know if I'm a half empty or half full, maybe both. I was very hopeful, but I also knew that. Um, you know, because poor people were like, no, this is going to be the thing that's going to turn America around. America's turning back to God. And I was like, I hope so. But you just know that but. a lot of times things like that are short-lived, you know. And it, and it did, for some people, it did. Yes. But overall, over the weeks and then the months, it, it just, things kind of drifted back to normal. Um, and But there was a tremendous opportunity there for the church to to, to fill the gap on that, and in many ways did. Okay, I'm not saying we the church didn't. In many ways did, but people make their own decisions, and you know they go back to their own to their old ways. Habits are hard to break. Sometimes you you break them in an emergency, and then when things kind of settle down and you get a little bit more comfortable, you go back to the way what you're accustomed to. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, it's a uh, you know for me, my own kids. You know, my son was one, my daughter wasn't born, so you know it's hard to believe now. I'm to the point in life where things didn't seem like that long ago to me. Uh, people don't remember them. Yes. You know, it's kind of I felt that way about Kennedy being assassinated. Mm-hmm. You would hear people talk about that, like you know they remembered it vividly, but I wasn't alive. You yeah. know, I did I had, I didn't know that. You know, the other memory that I really had, and it's so sort of ironic, I guess you'd say, in this state. Uh, the other memory that I really had of something like that, where you just know where you were when you heard it, was I was in elementary school, going, getting, just getting ready to get in the car and go home. You know, the car line pickup, and I heard something about Bear Bryant was at the ho- was in the hospital or something, and he had just retired. You know, uh, Coach Bryant had just retired, and so he was moving out of coaching. But it wasn't like, you know, he had just finished his last game you know like a few weeks a a few weeks before that so uh and then i got in the car and uh, the the person that picked us up that day was sort of carpooled the the mom that picked us up that day told us barry bryant had died Mm. and the ironic thing is his birthday is september 11th Bryant's birthday is 9 11 he would have been 110 years old today so Mm. for somehow for me those two indelible dates in my mind are sort of linked together because 9-11 happened on Bear Bryant's birthday, you know? Yes. And, and that, so anyway, uh, just, just kind of unique. All right. Um, we're going to be here. We'll talk 9-11 as much as you guys want to during the first hour. If you'd like to share your thoughts or memories uh, or questions, uh, let's do that at 205-941-1011. We've got a good many text messages here. Some of you have texted us your thoughts, and so we'll read some of those as well. 205-941-1011. I had a uh, long but very fruitful weekend in uh, the Wiregrass region this weekend. When I left out of here Friday after the show, I was in, um, basically, I was in uh, Dell County, uh, Henry County, Pike County. I was in Dothan, so to speak, in the Dothan area. All weekend, I spoke or preached three different times to three different, in three different places, (laughs) and then uh, had two other meetings and so uh, had a busy weekend and made my way back home today stopped in montgomery had a meeting mm. so uh i sort of been on the run i hadn't even, i hadn't been home so yes looking forward to getting home tonight as well and uh so anyway all right 205-941-1011 we're fine to talk 9-11 here during the first hour if you'd like uh what are your thoughts and memories and uh, you can call us or text those to us at 205-941-1011 Are you ready to make a difference in your community? I have the answer for you. Just $40 can provide one day of care for a foster child in Alabama. You can help kids like Kaylee, who clapped and cheered after entering her foster home when she saw cans of food in the pantry. She happily exclaimed to her sister they would no longer be hungry. Not everyone is called to be a foster parent, but everyone can do something. By giving to the Alabama Baptist Children's Home, you're giving to the state's largest faith-based foster care provider. To help vulnerable foster kids in your hometown find hope and healing, visit alabamachild.org radio. That's alabamachild.org radio. Hello, I'm Ted Baer. I want to commend Greg Davis of Priority Talk. Great program, and you're listening to Priority Talk right now. Our fellow citizens and our freedom came under attack today, and no one should doubt America's resolve. The United States will hunt down 
and punish those responsible for these cowardly acts. If tomorrow all the things were gone. And we're back in. Greg Davis here. Nate Williams with us. 20 minutes after 5, Monday, September 11th, 2023. All right. Uh, we got lots of text messages. Uh, phones uh, going here, 205-941-1011. Uh, talking a little 9-11 for those of us that can remember. Not everyone can, including these two guys sitting here with me. That uh, is just true. too young. Or, uh, uh, Josh, what about you? I was about six. Yeah. If anything, I was going from preschool to kindergarten. Yeah. In that range. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Uh, let's go to the phone. Sue is in Boaz. Sue, I'm glad you called. Go right ahead. Well, thank you. Um, good afternoon. I've had, I have a niece who has passed at, on her birthday. Her birthday is, well, her birthday is today, 9-11. She hmm. died at 49 years old from complications of breast cancer and I wanted to remember her today but I also remember the surreal effect that 9-11 gave me I was working at a community college and I just happened to be on late working that day and I was still in bed watching the talk to today show and yeah. I was amazed at what I saw. It was like I thought it was a movie because I fell asleep with the television on and I woke up thinking that this was a television story. And I realized that it was real and that, and that they were actually making comments on their disbelief about this. This was a sad thing, but there's always something good about that. And that's how God works. He will put something positive in something negative and these things that happen from those who don't have the same heart as God is what happens to some people that do. And it was just so surreal that day, but it brought us all together as a people. There didn't seem to be any race differences or any hate for one another. Flags were everywhere after this happened, and people were helping people no matter who they were and what level of life that they were on. So that's the things I remember. I remember the situation, and I remember my niece. And thank you for letting me call. Sure. Thank you, Sue. Appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. Good phone call. Um, wow, that's sad to hear that. Um, you know, the church's response to 9-11 and, and the spiritual aftermath of it, I'd be interested in some of our listeners' perspective on that. You know, a national tragedy— you know, those don't happen all the time. Uh, people did flock to church. I mean, it, it honestly, Nate, at that point, our country, I think, did look to God in many ways. Yeah. It took, I don't know that we would now, quite honestly. I don't know that we would. Um, some would, but I don't, I don't think it would be like it was. Uh, you know, there was a big service held, and, you know, Billy Graham spoke at it, and, you know, he was still very much in a, in a, in a good point where he could— you know, pastor the nation, you know, and sort of yeah. be that voice. Um, you saw people uniting, and, you know, that's always, you know, godly when people unite around uh, a good thing, a righteous thing. Uh, what do you guys remember of, of the church and, and the church's response? I, I remember churches having, it seems to me like that was sort of the beginning of churches recognizing first responders and things like that. And a mm. lot of churches still do that to this day. 
you'll you'll see a first responder Sunday, and they'll invite them to come and you know love on them and tell them they appreciate them and you know maybe feed a meal or give gifts. Uh, churches still do that, and me now just as just me, I don't remember seeing that before nine eleven. It seems to me like in the aftermath of 9-11, people started reaching out to their firefighters and their policemen. And just there was a there was a lot of appreciation for those people because e- even our local, you know, policemen and firefighters, they sort of stood in the place for the ones there because you had seen how they responded and you knew, OK, ours would have done the same thing. Yeah. You know, and so there was a great appreciation there and and some still do that, so I think that's a good thing. That's something that, to, it, as far as I can tell, sort of birthed out of that, and there's still that uh, that sense of appreciation and recognition. I guess would be a better way to say it of recognizing those people, and that's a good thing for the church to do. Uh, okay, we got a good many text messages here. Uh, folks are more apparently more comfortable texting than they are calling on this. Two zero five nine four one one zero one one. We had another call, lost it. Call us back. 205-941-1011. Where were you that day? Uh, homeschooling our children. Husband called, and uh, turned. I turned on the TV in time to see the second jet hit. Uh, and I think that's kind of where a lot of people were. You know, they um, that second one was the one that really got people's attention. You know, yeah. the first one it was kind of like, oh man, something's happened in New York. You know, things are always happening in New York, and there had been other terrorist attacks in New York. You know, hmm. uh, there had been other, you know, bombing of buildings and parking deck and things. It's right there at the, um, uh, the United Nations mm-hmm. uh, had been bombed from the ground level. So you know, things happened like that. But when that second one hit, then you started going, okay, this isn't a one-off. This is sort of a coordinated attack. Uh, Brandon says, I was on the football field for band practice. It was my senior year. Uh, here, uh, I was on a rifle range at Fort Benning on ammo detail. Just real life. Uh, in my college English class at Wallace State Community College. Hey, which you shout were, out to you Wallace. You were just with this weekend, right? I was. Uh, yep. We have a Bible study on Wallace State Community College campus. You sure so. do. And y'all yeah. went to a conference this weekend. We went to a conference in Tennessee. I was a, talking about me being on the go. You've been on the go, too. Oh, yeah. Evangelism and Apologetics Conference. It was good. Yeah. Where, where was it at in Tennessee? Uh, I, I mispronounced this area. Is it Lebanon or Lebanon? Well, either way. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Lebanon or Lebanon, Tennessee. I say Lebanon. but You say uh, Lebanon? Yeah, Le- but... Uh, I don't know. I know I probably would say Lebanon. Yeah. Lebanon? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. say Lebanon for that country somewhere uh, else. Yes. Uh, here, Lebanon. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, at school, preparing to enlist. Wes says it's where he was. I'm assuming, was you, Wes, were you enlisting in the, uh, in the military? That's what it sounds like. Um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, was in our first priority office when an associate ran in and said, John, you have to see this. Uh, that's from uh, John, uh, for who uh, used to live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, uh, from Decatur, Alabama, I was at my parents' house feeding my horses. Uh, what were the memories is what I'm looking for. I was stationed in Germany. I had just returned from a deployment in support of Kosovo. It sat in my recliner, took off my boots, and turned on the TV to see the first aircraft 
crash into the towers. Hmm. So they were seeing that on a replay, apparently. Yeah. Um, because the first one wasn't broadcast live, you know. Yeah. It was like, and the Today Show is what a lot of people talk about. Uh, that was a big uh, news source back in that day, you know, in the mornings. They actually did news. <laughs> in fact, yes. the Today Show really doesn't do news anymore. No. It's, it's a pop culture. Yes. And then Roker, whatever form of the weather he calls that, you know, yeah. is what it is. So um, they actually did news, and it was before the media was totally, totally out of whack. I'd say NBC was a little liberal-leaning, but it was reasonable at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, not now, though, so it's it's different. Okay, um, what we got here, Josh? Let me know. All right. Hey, Barry, go right ahead. Hey, guys, yes, uh, 9-11, pastoring a church in Blount County right outside of Oneonta. Young couple in our church were expecting a baby. So we were down at St. Vincent's that morning, and uh, and – Talmadge was born, and we were watching 9-11, watching the attack on our country on television. So your son was born on 9-11-01? No, no, a, a parishioner of the church I pastored. Oh, I'm sorry. Was okay. born. I misunderstood. Was born okay. Uh, but a, a on 9-11. And never forget his birthday, of course, and you're right. The following Sunday, people were, were in the aisles of the church just on their face before God. They were. They were. And it lasted a little while. And then we went right back to went right back to status quo, didn't we? Sure did. Right. Sure did. Barry, thank you. Appreciate your call. Got to go to break. Yeah, it's a Bye. good one. He's right. 205-941-1011. It's the anniversary. Um, I don't know why today this one sort of got me thinking about it. You know, they kind of come and go now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, all right, we'll be back. Here at Priority Talk, we're showcasing our longest-running advertiser and good friend of the show, Today's Family Dentistry, your family hometown dental practice, conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Ki Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians and a friendly staff who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with all the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment at 256-739-3337. That's today's Family Dentistry, located in downtown Coleman, directly behind the Coleman County Courthouse. That's 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly hometown dentists in Coleman. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... I opened the door of the uh, conference room and I saw the big white people falling. If they had hit the World Trade Center 2 first, I would have been evaporated. I'd be dead. And I'm here now because of that 18 minutes that the time difference bought me. I mean, you don't, you never realize how much 
how fragile life is until you can measure it in minutes. It's Priority Talk. We're back at 535. Of course, we're here until 7 p.m. We do it Monday through Friday, 5 until 7. Uh, Nate's here. He's going to take you home all the way till 7 o'clock this evening. And uh, let me remind you about our good friends at DotEdison.com. Uh, you know, they're a full-service marketing company, so they can handle your website, your PPC, your SEO, your SEM, your branding, social media, brochures, graphic design, video production, uh, all of that. And you go, I don't even know what most of that is. That's exactly the, the point. Yes. Uh, hire someone who does know what all of that is, and it can keep your business, and in some, uh, to some degree, even your church, uh, up to date when it comes to uh, your online presence. Uh, and beyond your online presence. So, uh, look, it's a, it's a big world out there. It's quickly changing. Stop trying to do it yourself and uh, work with someone who can handle it all for you, a full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team that will save you time and money. So instead of having uh, all these different people trying to do different things and it's not coordinated, not working together, um, and, you know, you just got, you know, you're either very ineffective or you're spending a lot of money, uh, don't do it the old traditional way. Uh, do it this way. Get a full-service marketing partner. Call them at 205-332-3728. If you're within the sound of my voice, they can work with you, 205-332-3728, or go to their website, dotedison.com. That's D-O-T, dotedison.com. And, uh, boy, you just don't know the difference it can make to have uh, one source for everything, one person you call for your website, your social media, if you need something done. Uh, that's who we work with here on Priority Talk, and I know you'll enjoy working with them as well. Okay, we are talking 9-11. You heard some of the feedback, the comments there. And, man, I don't know how many of you guys are like this. I'm, I'm to this day, I almost have to avoid it, quite honestly. I'm, one of, I'm to this day, if I'm, like, home tonight or if I'd been home today and I'm you know, like looking at channels and I see some 9-11 like on History Channel or something like that and it's footage of that day and just, remember, you know, stories of people. I'll get sucked into it and watch it. I mean, I can watch hours and hours and hours. I, you know, there's one station, they play the Today Show like a two or three hour block of time from that day and they'll just play it just like it unfolded on the Today Show. Mm. And I bet I've watched that five or six times over the years. Yeah, I'll, I'll just get sucked into it. And, uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it just pulls me in. And, I mean, I almost, like, have to be intentional <laughs> not to. Uh, it's painful to watch because um, you knew so many people lost their lives and eternity hung in the balance uh, for so many people in that moment. Uh, so uh, just really, really um, something that if you uh, have memories of it, it's nothing you'll ever forget, that's for sure. Um, another uh, message here, Teresa says, I was at work at Gonzales Web Strength, rolling around in the office in a wheelchair with a cast on my leg, doing my filing work as best I could. As, um, that's our memories of 9-11. 205-941-1011, uh, if you'd like to call us, we'd love to hear from you. I think uh, hearing these from you personally would be really strong. And I'm interested to uh, remember, if you're just joining us, what was the response of the church? Your thoughts on that? Uh, maybe some pastors or ministry leaders out there. Uh, anybody out there who came to came to know the Lord during the 9/11 crisis? Maybe it turned you to God and your life was turned around. I'd love to hear a story like that. Tracy in Coleman says, "I'm a nurse, and I just pulled up at 
my cancer clinic in Coleman to take care of my patients when I heard it on the radio. Um, you hear that a lot, you know. That was a day and time where, you know, you're thinking, you know, you're talking 2001, uh, people listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, you, most people were not driving around with a cell phone, talking on the phone while they were driving. Yeah, That was there, but not like it is now. Um, it was there, you know, you might do it in a, just in a pinch, but you just didn't, you know, some people, they talk on the phone the whole time they drive, you know, yeah. everywhere they go. And you didn't do that then. You had limited minutes, so you had to really kind of space those things out, those minutes. Um, people listened to the radio. Uh, you didn't have podcasts. Everybody wasn't driving around with a smartphone where they could download things and listen. You listened to the radio. And so uh, I'm sure a lot of people, like, that was the first place I heard of what was happening. Now, I didn't hear the, know the seriousness of it, but I had heard that something had happened. Heard it on the radio, as I said earlier. Uh, that was it was just sort of a different day and time you know uh, a lot of you guys listen to the radio live you know you you're the ones who do it the ones listening to us right now but a lot of people listen later at their own leisure you know everything's a convenient society nowadays so uh, you know the the must listen right now uh, or you miss it I mean that's the way it was you either heard yeah. it or you missed it <laughs> yeah now people don't feel as obligated you know, about the only thing people really feel obligated to listen to or watch any longer live is kind of sports. Yeah, oh, for sure. To me. That's it. Uh, everything else is, oh, I'll catch it later. I'll get to it. Yeah, I'll, it, whatever. So, uh, But back then, people were listening to the radio. If you were driving to work at that time, and this was a little after rush hour. It was kind of in that way I remember it, kind of 9 to 10 o'clock, 9 to 10, 30 kind of window here, central time. That's the way I remember it. Um, so a lot of people were probably, you know, dropped off their kids, were going to work, uh, that kind of situation. I do remember one year later, it was 2002, 9-11-2002, uh, I had been in, uh, my wife and I and, and, uh, and my son, yeah, he had just, he was turning two. We had been in Buffalo, New York. I had been up there for some ministry stuff, and we were flying home on 9-11 a year later, a year to the day. Okay. And, and flying out of Buffalo, New York. Hmm. The airport was empty. I mean, there it was. No one was flying. It, that makes sense. Yeah, because there was a lot of rumors that it could happen again. And I mean, just literally, I remember the airports just being. I can't remember where we connected through. Might have been Atlanta. I can't remember Dallas or something. And uh, the airport was just uh, ghost town. <laughs> and I was thinking, are we like really smart or are we really dumb? You know, for doing this. Yes. But you know, everything worked out fine. Um, but, boy, the other part of that that people, you know, tend to forget is just if you were traveling that day on 9-11, you know, if you were flying or traveling, man, you just got stranded where you were. Shut down. I mean, yeah, they, they just landed, and it didn't land where you were going to. No. Landed in the nearest airport. Yep. When they ordered those planes down, I mean, you just were, you might have just landed down in some small town somewhere with a airstrip. Yeah. And here you were. And, you know, we're stuck for days and days. You know, people were trying to rent cars, but there's only so many available. People were just jumping in cars together with each other and, you know, renting one and three or four people get in and taking people home on the way. Yeah. Uh, And I've done that before, by the way. It's kind of scary to think about doing that now. Uh, (laughs) Just rented a car with people I didn't even know and went some, you know, got dropped off along the way uh, just because that's the only way you could get there. And it wasn't on 9-11, but I've done that before. Um, 
but you know, it was just a, you know, it was a different time. You know, people were just sleeping in airports, looking for hotels anywhere they could. Um, but uh, you know, people weren't complaining because they knew that that's what was necessary. Okay, uh, your 9-11 memories and uh, your, the spiritual side of this as well is what really intrigues me for our audience. Uh, you know, what was the spiritual impact of 9-11? Uh, Barry said he was pastoring a church and people were in the aisles that next Sunday. Yeah. And I remember that. And, you know, a lot of people were very hopeful that this would be the thing that would turn America around. America was going to turn to God. And I think people did. And some may have continued in it. But as a whole, we uh, we turned right back to our old ways. Uh, okay, more text messages coming in. Um, uh, at work, I was in disbelief. We went and purchased a television so we could keep it up on the news. <laughs> so, yeah. and look, and the news was like, y- you were watching the news for days. Mm-hmm. You know, was it like it happened that morning and lunch, we went to lunch and it was over? The news coverage was wall to wall for days and days and days, if not weeks, quite honestly, especially mm-hmm. on the cable networks. Uh, the, the couple that there were. Uh, I mean, it was just absolutely gripping to watch. You know, people were uh, interviewing in New York. They were showing pictures of their loved ones. We don't we don't know where they're at. We haven't heard from them. You're just, you know, you're praying against doubt that that maybe they'll be found. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few were, you know, and, and that was a miracle when someone was found alive and they could be, you know, uh, dug out and, uh, and their life saved. But, uh, you know, the hospitals, if I remember right, were ramping up for, um, for lots of patients, and they just never really came. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the people that you were hoping that would be alive, they were dead in that yeah. building. Um, you know, then the footage started coming out, you know, in the days after people jumping from the buildings. You know, mm-hmm. man, that, that's, uh, that's tough to see. When your best option is to jump, out of the World Trade Center to your death. I mean, when that's your when that's your best option, um, that's that's tough. Yeah. I mean, it almost makes you think, man, if that's going to happen, I'd have just soon went in the explosion. You know what I mean? You never really even knew what happened, probably. Yes. Uh, but when when the fire and the flames are so bad, and you're just uh, you're breaking out a window and going, rather than burn up, I'm just going to jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, it was a tough deal. It was a very traumatic uh, time. I mean, really. Uh, I heard somebody say earlier they they grew up. You know what I mean? Even young, you know, you had to grow up because this was adult stuff, and there was no hiding kids from it. No, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. Um, back to the text messages. Uh, we can take your call to at two zero five nine four one one zero one one. I was working at the Bartow County Sheriff's Office, and it went in late due to an appointment. I had and heard it on the radio uh, on the way to work. I was shocked when I got to work and walked into booking. They had the TV on, and we watched the second tower get hit. Yep. Uh, I was working in my repair shop in Gadsden. My wife was home that day and called me and told me to turn on the television. The rest is history. Uh, from here in Birmingham, says uh, on the on the I-59 off-ramp to downtown Birmingham, headed to work on Park Place. That's right on the north side of Birmingham. I got to work, and the second plane flew into the towers, and we all began to realize it wasn't a freak accident, but an intentional attack. Yep. So about what I'd said earlier, same same perception. 
Uh, I was driving home after my daughter, uh, after dropping my daughter off at a Mother's Day out. I heard it on the radio, got home, turned on the TV set, and watched it all uh, on the ha- watched it all happen. And that was you know a lot of people's story. You heard it on the radio, got in, saw, turned on the TV, and yeah, there was the coverage. Uh, Greg up in Coleman says on the morning of 9-11-01, I was on the roof of Coleman Jefferson Gas in Coleman County assessing a bad roof installation. Had some boys doing some temporary repairs and on my way to pick up materials. Heard on the radio that a small plane had flown into one of the Twin Towers. As I listened, another passenger plane struck the other tower as I listened to the live report. At that moment, we all knew it was no accident. And um, Christy says, um, and this is our common friend, Christy. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, I knew, Christy. I, had to, I knew I had to get my students, campus ministry at Wallace State. She says, I knew I had to get my students because they would be needing someone to talk to as they were at the college away from their families as this happened, and they did. I had many come up to me crying. We had a group prayer after many arrived to the campus ministry room. Hmm. Uh, Billy in Bluntsville says, Greg, I was teaching school on that terrible day. I remember watching the second jet fly into the second tower, and then later the buildings crumbling. I also remember the people jumping from the buildings. Some things you never forget. All right, uh, keep them coming, 205-941-1011. Love reading these. I mean, just takes you back, and and we, we can't forget. You know, that's the thing. You have to, there, there are people out there that uh, that hate us. Mm-hmm. Um, they hate what we stand for. They 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 hate uh, the God that our nation has served, and uh, and and that way of life. Greg, I was uh, driving mental health patients to their group session. I remember praying and having God's perfect peace in my heart. Uh, I was stationed. We'll do this one. Go to break. I was stationed at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Just came back from PT. Everyone was showering, changing out of their PTs, etc. The guy across the hall came and told me to come see what was happening on TV. By 11 o'clock, we had all of the 3rd Brigade uh, on the 101st on a field getting a speech that the events from, uh, from Colonel Wersneski. After that speech, most of us wanted to leave to find those responsible that day. That was one of the best speeches I've ever heard from the Colonel. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back and do some more. Take your phone call to uh, 205-941-1011. Priority Talk. Scale your business with a dedicated team of experts. A marketing vendor focuses on profit. A marketing partner focuses on your business. With Dot Edison, there is no more taking, only serving. Feel great about your marketing with Dot Edison. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. This is Dr. Michael Brown. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. surreal. I mean, it really it really brought terrorism within arm's reach. I mean, you, you see these scenes on on TV, but um, it's a whole different whole different experience with when it's only a heartbeat away. And and everyone, it was very everyone was very calm before it happened. Everyone was actually looking forward to um, getting home. And um, it really changed the whole um, equilibrium of the plane once this all happened. Firemen started coming through, and. Uh, 
They let us down. Company 22 in New York City. Freaking heroes. Not one of them had a tear in their eye. So we got down to the bottom in the plaza. There was bodies everywhere. They were all on fire. It broke and it was just the most horrific thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, those kind of stories were just, um, well, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of them. I mean, that's the truth of it. It wasn't isolated, you know, to like one person or one little spot, you know, with a few people. It was, uh, you know, New York City, uh, two tallest buildings full of people, all the surrounding area, uh, something else. 205-941-1011. We're just uh, reading through some of your text messages uh, about your remembrances of 9-11. Where were you? What do you remember? Uh, the church's response to that as well. We've got a few more here we can get to. Um, we still take another one or two. Text us real quick, 205-941-1011. Um, I was uh, in my she shed. Uh, this this uh, text says, uh, I, didn't, I don't remember the name she shed from that long ago, but I guess that's what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fairly new phenomenon. She shed. Did, were those been around that long? The name. I'm not sure. The name. All right. Uh, I was trying to write my very first English 101 essay on the value of using car seats when my husband came running out to tell me to come inside and watch the news. He was pale white and absolutely scared looking. So I did as I walked into the house. I saw the second plane hit the towers and my 15-month-old baby uh, toddled up to me. I picked her up and held her so close. We watched in horror as the towers came crashing down. My heart broke right then and there for all the children that would never feel the arms of their mothers or fathers again. So true. So true. Those that grew up with, with missing uh, a parent, or maybe in some cases, maybe even both. And the families that in one fell swoop of hatred had forever been destroyed. Suddenly, car seat safety, safety didn't seem all that important. Uh, Judy in Pinson says, I was at home with my husband and uh, on and the TV, with the TV on, talking with a friend, and could not believe what we saw. We should never forget the attack on our country. Stand up for America. Thank you, Judy. Uh, Michael up in the shoal says, Greg, uh, oh, he's asking me, do you remember the concert? Seems like it was Central Park, but I remember watching Third Day sing My Hope Is In You on network television. I don't remember that. I, I'm sure it happened, but I don't specifically remember that, Michael. Uh, there were a lot of musical tributes and things, a lot of songs written in the days, you know, soon after. I don't remember Third Day singing that. I That'd be interesting. I'd like to see that if it did. I wonder if it's on YouTube. Uh, worked at Boaz Dairy Queen. I was scared and confused. And uh, from Danville, not sure name, uh, but from Danville, I was at work after the first plane hit a co uh, hit. A coworker went home and got us a small TV to watch during the day. That's the other thing is just how people were finding televisions. You know, uh, televisions were available in places but not like they are now you know you, you didn't walk into a restaurant and be surrounded by televisions on every side they were yeah they were too expensive and too heavy you know at that point still commonly and they weren't in our pockets either no no and you didn't have that so it's funny how people were finding televisions to to view on you know like i say we had one in the whole office um and then you know if you were in a hospital waiting room there might have been one if you in a restaurant, maybe there might be one off in a corner somewhere. You know, 
people, but it wasn't like it is now, where everywhere you go, there's just TV screens in front of you. So interesting that people were having to go get TVs. One said they even went and bought a TV hmm. to watch yeah. because you weren't just watching for a couple of hours. It literally went on for days and days and weeks and weeks and weeks of the recovery, all the stories, the hero stories, the loss. Um, pretty amazing times. Okay, uh, we're going to wrap that up here. That's our number one, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Good news, Christian values right here on Truth 101, WXJC. I'm going to slide out. Nate's got hour number two covered. So hang around uh, all the way until 7 p.m. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll be back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday right here on 101. And uh, catch it on our website as well and the new app. WXJC Radio, brand new revamped app and a website. Go check them both out for all the great uh, programming right here on this great station. All right, uh, hang on. Nate will be back with you right after the top of the hour.